welcome to The Feathered Desert, a podcast all about desert bird feeding in the southwestern region of the United States. Welcome to The Feathered Desert. Uh, This is Cheryl and Kirsten is with me and today we're going to talk about the southeastern region of Arizona and a river runs through it. So the San Pedro River is one of two Arizona rivers that flow north from Mexico into Arizona. The San Pedro River goes all the way north until it meets the Gila River. Both the Gila River and the San Pedro River are within the Colorado River Basin. And to understand more about Arizona and its water, Kirsten and I were before our time, (laughs) and we have a podcast that's called Splish Splash Water in Arizona, and that explains um, our groundwater in the situation in Arizona, so you can learn more about water in the state. The San Pedro River is the most is the last, excuse me, the last major undammed river in the American Southwest um, in Arizona. And I thought that was um, It's interesting information, yeah, yeah. Yeah, interesting information. It is the cornerstone of all bird life in the southern part of our state, and it has been designated by the National Audubon Society as a globally important birding area because more than 45% of the 900 migratory North American birds visit the area on the way up and the way back. That makes it very, very important. And that makes... Yes, not only the river important, but the area important and the state important in how we care for it. Yeah. So Kirsten's going to go into some details about the river. All right, let's dive into some of these details about the river specifically. So the San Pedro River is the central corridor of the Sky Island Mountain Range, which I have to admit, I love that name. It's amazing, Sky Island Mountain. Uh, which are mountain ranges that are so unique to themselves that each group of mountains has its own individual ecosystem, which is one of the other cool things about them. More than 300 species of birds nest by the river or use the corridor as they migrate between South, Central, and North America. So once again, very, very important. This includes two of Arizona's rarest birds, the Southwestern Willow Flycatcher and the Yeller-Billed Cuckoo, both of which are endangered. The San Pedro River area actually provides for more than 80 species of mammals, including jaguars, coati, and beavers, 20 species of bats, yay bats. Yes, and, I thought you'd uh, like that. They're very, very important bats are, I love them. And 56 different species of reptiles and amphibians, which also are incredibly important. Amphibians are a keystone species. They tell us what's going on with our environment. And among them, these amphibians, the Sonoran tiger salamander, which is highly endangered, and the western barking frog, which... Probably is endangered, too. Probably endangered, too. (laughs) Most of our amphibians are. I would like to hear a barking frog, though. Yes. One of the many notable fish species that um, is also found there, which are also very important, is our Gila chub, which, of course, is also endangered. I think we could probably say that about almost everything that lives here. Um, And this river is, uh, the San Pedro River, is one of the last holdouts for the Fremont Cottonwood. Also endangered. It's a tree. Yes. And I know cottonwoods are very important to many of our migratory uh, bird species. 
All right, so Cheryl's going to tell us a little bit about some conservation issues with yeah, so, our San Pedro. Yeah, the San Pedro uh, River and conservation concerns. Of course, there's many. But the San Pedro River has seen the mammoths come and go, which I thought the history of this river was... That's pretty amazing. Yeah, it was incredible. It has experienced beavers being removed. It has experienced large-scale cattle, cattle introduction and degradation and unregulated pumping of groundwater. Again, now we have two podcasts that Kirsten and I have done, Water and Conservation Ranching, that mm. you can check out um, some of the things behind, the concerns behind those um, issues. But with conservation efforts and organizations such as the Pan, the San Pedro National Conservation Area Resource Management Plan. That's a lot of words there. It's a long <laughs> name for a very important river. And the cooperation of private landowners, this river is now thriving in along most of its banks. That's great. And it, but it is still facing conservation concerns. So, um, the beavers have been reintroduced, That's which good. helps with groundwater collection. Um, mining has uh, slowed down, and they're working with uh, cattle ranchers. But the concerns are pumping of groundwater. This is an issue that is not a, that if not addressed, the river will run dry by the end of the century. This river flows as much underground as on the surface. And again, I have to refer you back to our podcast on water. Beavers have a lot to do with re-establishing re our aquifers under the ground. And again, check out our water podcast. So it, we, this all ties into two podcasts that we've already done. Yes, and our current situation here yes, in Arizona. Because the next concern is drought, uh, improper livestock grazing in riparian areas. That's another one. Fire high on our list yeah off um, highway vehicles suburban development wood cutting and the wall at the border that is a big issue for this river because it runs into mexico it actually starts in mexico and comes up uh-huh so the wall actually creates a dam yeah which is going to give us less water yes yeah. so uh kirsten has some other areas to visit in the southeastern region? Yes, so there are areas to visit thanks to our San Pedro River that are incredibly cool to visit and things that you won't see anywhere else. So within the San Pedro River area, there are actually several preserves to enjoy with a permit. Uh, many of these places do not allow cars, so you're gonna have to park and hike in. Uh, generally, do not take your dogs. They are usually uh, not allowed because of, like we said, the different mammals that are in that area. You certainly don't want to encounter a jaguar with your dog. That is not going to go well for anybody. Um, no RVs, so we're tent camping, which means <laughs> Kirsten's never going there. <laughs> <laughs> well, for the day. For, for a the day. day. I would do a day hike for sure. Um, no long-term camping, um, but all of it is worth the effort. So the R... Uh-oh. This one's a hard one for me. The era of... Aravapa, Arapapai, there we go, Arapapai Canyon, uh, Mule Shoe Ranch, and Ramsey Canyon. Now, Ramsey Canyon I have heard of outside of living in Arizona because it's one of the places you can see the most um, variety of hummingbirds during migration season. Yes. Um, there's also Madera Canyon, and Madera Canyon is a canyon in the northwestern face of the Santa Rita Mountains, which is one of the largest of the Sky Islands. 
This beautiful area is home to 15 different hummingbirds. The elegant trogan, I want to see that in the wild someday, elegant trogan. Sulfur-bellied flycatcher. The black-capped gnatcatcher. I like that name. Yeah, it is. It's a fun one. The flame-colored tanager. That reminds me of, like, a phoenix or something. Yes. Like a mythical phoenix. Uh, 36 species of wood warblers and over 250 species of birds. The Madera Canyon is rated the third best birding destination in the United States, which is something that we should consider. This is one of the reasons that we get the money that we get in Arizona and in these areas. So we certainly want to do everything that we can to protect our uh, San Pedro area. This is an area where cactus thrive at the base of the mountains, and as you move upward, you will find aspens and fir forests that's, that thrive with adequate water. So once again, that water is important, especially to us birders out here. We want to see those awesome birds that come through. So I've been to Madera Canyon, and it is really cool. Awesome. It is awesome. We hiked to the top of the mountain range, and we sat and had lunch and looked at Mexico. Nice. I mean, Hello, that, Mexico. Yeah, that was really, it, was, it was a great day. So um, the San Pedro River is not a river you may tube down. Plop coolers next to, or leave your trash where it sits. It's a river that takes you back to the beginning of time, where it's just nature at its finest. It is worth it to be able to stand in a place that for now continues to forge ahead in some areas still untouched by man and listen, breathe, and be. And I just think it's a really important area, and I wanted to highlight it. That region is awesome economically and uh, environmentally. Environmentally, thank you. But I also have a plant spotlight, and the plant spotlight today is the Arizona Oringo. 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 Yes, we looked at. We looked at. We googled. We it. had to practice this. <laughs> both Kirsten and I did. It is a flowering plant in the carrot family. I think this is going to pique Kirsten's interest. Yeah. That grows to five feet tall, is frequently frequented by pollinators, such as butterflies and um, the pine, the pipe vine swallowtail. Well, also on a note there, um, if it is in the carrot family, the black swallowtail will use it as a host plant because the black swallowtail will eat anything in the um, uh, carrot family all across the United States where there's the... Uh, eastern black swallowtail or the western black swallowtail, they, they will lay their eggs on anything in the carrot family. So, so it could be a very it, important host plant, I too. I knew it was an important plant when it said carrot family. And um, hummingbirds. So hummingbirds and butterflies pollinate it. It is native to Arizona and New Mexico. In New Mex and New Mex excuse me, and New Mexico in the U.S. And the Sonoran and Chihuahua in um, areas in Mexico. It currently exists in four populations, two in southern Arizona and two in Mexico. So it's critically endangered. And it has recently been put on the endangered species list. And conservation efforts are in the process of establishing additional populations. Now, for this plant to thrive, we have to have wetlands. Mm. And our wetlands in Arizona are different from wetlands in other areas. Right. Because the ground, there's not swampy, but the dirt is very wet for um, very far down, but not swampy. Yeah. It always has to stay damp. So, um, which in this area is called um, 
the Oringo grows in Senecas? Senegas? Senegas? Mm, we're sorry, it's a Spanish word. So, we tried. I, think it, I think it's Senegas. Okay, we'll go with that. <laughs> it's a type of wetland, which I just explained, which is fed by natural springs. So 13 acres have been set aside to protect this plant for now. Only 13 acres, which is amazing with our consumption of water yeah. and wastefulness that we have 13 acres for this plant. Um, at this listing, at this time, the listing is not only a life-saving measure for the plant, but for the imperiled southwestern willow flycatcher and the San Pedro River, which itself helps to provide the habitat for the Oringo. So it's all tied together, which I thought the irony of this plant being listed. So they're trying to save the plant, but in saving the plant, they have to s secure the river's yeah. success. And by se securing the river's success, they are securing the willow flycatcher. Yeah, it's all a circle of life. We all depend on each other. And I thought, oh my gosh, it's right there in black and white for me as I was reading about that. Yeah. And I was very excited because, you know, I, I try really hard to give the game and fish, uh, fish and game, Arizona fish and game, or game and fish, whatever they're called. Right. They do um, because I disagree with them a lot. But in this particular clay case, they got it, they understand it, and yeah. they're doing the work. So I'm They have very some excited. good conservation programs yes. out there. I'm very excited. And this, I'm sure, they need volunteers to help do whatever it is that they're doing. So if you go to Game and Fish, even um, we're going to put some lists on our show notes. You go there, and you can go online. I'm sure you can find ways that you can help with this particular um, conservation effort. Yes. A lot of times it has to do with going out and checking the plants and see if, they, if they're growing properly or having days throughout the year where they go and plant things. And a lot of times that's all it is. Even maybe just hiking out there on a day where you're going to, to see this lovely place and then taking notes. A lot of times that's all they need. Okay. All right. So I do have one more question before we um, sign off for this podcast. What is the best time to go out to Madera Canyon during the year and see some great great birds um fall and spring awesome okay. and the reason being not that there's not bird life there but the bird life that is there during the warmest months like the summer um are insect eaters okay. so if you're um, prone to mosquito bites and you know other kind of insects right that's why it's more comfortable for visitors to do it in any of these areas actually be, um, is fall and spring. Nice. And of course, that's when migration season is. Yes. So you might get to see, see some more, of the more, more rare. But the drawback, the drawback to doing in the summer, not only the heat, it's the insects. Ah, yes. So you'd have to wear long sleeves and bring your deet. Bring, yes. <laughs> <laughs> not that it isn't worth it. I, I'm sure it would be. Awesome. All right. Well, we hope that you guys enjoyed this um, region of Arizona and that you'll visit it. And we will talk to you later.